So welcome back to the podcast, Renting an Apartment in New York City. My name is Rodolfo Delgado, and today we're having a very special episode, an interview with real estate agent Shirley Heller from Halstead. Originally from Colombia, Shirley Heller has been in the New York real estate industry for around three years, giving her a front seat to the experiences that a real estate agent goes through on a day-to-day basis. Shirley also has a past career in public relations and has placed her clients in publications such as the Chicago Tribune, the New York Times, Miami Herald, Maxim, Glamour, Allure, and Playboy, amongst others. Shirley is here with us today to share stories and advice that may help you improve your experience and everyone else's while you search for your apartment in the city. So Shirley, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you with us. I'm happy to be here. So guys, quick disclaimer, we record every special episode on Madison Avenue in Midtown Manhattan. So we're in the very center of the city. We apologize in advance for any and every noise that you might hear on the background. In the past couple of episodes, we've been giving our listeners advice as to how to choose the right broker and which questions to ask to find the right one for you. I'd like to take this opportunity to share with them what behavior on their side with a broker will yield the best results and get them the very best apartment. Shirley, do you have any initial advice that you would like to share with our listeners? I would say the main thing I would advise renters when they're new to the New York City market would be to be careful about how they pick their broker. They should have a conversation with them on the telephone and listen carefully to the kind of questions that they ask you. An experienced agent will ask you questions such as, how much space do you need? Do you need a queen size bedroom? Mm -hmm. They will also ask you about your commute. Where do you work? They want to make things easy for you. They have previewed hundreds of apartments, so they're more likely to guide you to the type of apartment that you would need. As where you're coming in blind and you don't know the city, you don't know if you would rather live on the Upper East Side or the East Village. So they're the experts. I feel like you should trust them and let them guide you. Yeah. I remember when I initially came to the city, I had absolutely no idea, no clue as to which district to mm-hmm. pick. Should I live on the Upper West, Greenwich Village, Gramercy? And they're so different. In New York, every district is like a city of its own. Very different. So your agent's going to ask you questions like, what's important to you? Do you need to have the nightlife close by? Or do you prefer a quieter lifestyle? If you prefer a quieter lifestyle, then the Upper East Side would be a better fit for you, maybe. Shirley, I feel like because of the fact that you've been in the industry for three years and you get to interact with both agents and renters, Mm -hmm. right? You get a front seat as to what agents are really experiencing and the type of clients that they're dealing with as well. Absolutely. Right. And because of the fact that, you know, during high season, especially we have students moving into the city regularly every day, you get to see international clients that have never even visited New York before. Right. That's really stressful. Yeah. So that's very stressful because of that stress factor. Oftentimes people forget that who's on the other side of the line is also a human being. Right. Oftentimes we get to see clients who come to the city and book appointments with 20 different brokers. That's the worst. Yeah. (laughs) So care to expand on that? Yes, absolutely. So I think that the person that's coming into Manhattan for the first time and has no idea how to navigate the search, 
because they're so stressed, they reach out to like 10 different agents when if they just went to one broker and explained to them the things they were looking for Mm -hmm. and get a feel for that agent, how they communicate with them. You know, do they seem like a trustworthy person? Are they asking the right questions? Do you feel that they have your best interests at heart? Yeah. Most agents have the same exact database and they can pretty much show you most apartments. So the best thing to do is to pick one that you really like. And that person can show you if you know that you want to live in the East Village and you explain to them your criteria, Mm -hmm. they can narrow down the best five apartments for you. So you don't have to search and look through 20. Mm. I think that's probably the best thing. We've already done all the previewing. So we kind of know what you can get in each specific neighborhood. I think that's very helpful like yeah. if you just did that alone. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's really interesting. So for our listeners, uh, know that the first thing that you should do is even before coming to the city, you have to do your own due diligence online, search for apartments just so that you can understand how the market works and what your expectations should be. Your agent also can educate you as far as your expectations. Are there realistic expectations? Sometimes when you're new to the city and you don't, you're comparing what you can get in Arizona compared to New York City, it's quite different. Yeah. So your agent's going to educate you as to what you can get for the best value in what particular neighborhood. Absolutely. And also, I think that one of the things that they can do as well from home is do a search and see who has really good reviews. Because mm. I think that if someone has a lot of reviews and they're positive, you probably will have a positive experience as well. Hmm. Especially in the United States, because if you're coming from abroad in Mexico, for example, it doesn't work like that, mm. right? If you own a restaurant, if you're a real estate agency, people don't guide their decisions based on the online reviews because in there, or at least in my experience, I mm-hmm. might be wrong. It also might depend on which city in Mexico, of course, but where I come from originally, reviews are not a thing, mm. right? They're not that important. In New York, reviews matter and they matter a lot. Yelp. <laughs> yeah, both Yelp. It's so popular. Yeah, Yelp and you have Google reviews. We definitely encourage you to look up the reviews of whatever either broker or brokerage right, that you are intending to work with just to give you an idea of other experiences. Right. And on the other, on the flip side as well, I don't think that you should completely negate something, someone who has one negative review because... That can be just a disgruntled person putting something up. But if you see a consistent number of negative reviews, obviously you're not going to work with that agent. So Yeah, there's definitely something to be said Mm -hmm. about any business whose reviews are primarily negative. Right. Right. Absolutely. So Shirley, I also remember you sharing a story with me Mm -hmm. about how agents often get stood up by their clients. Yes, that's a very... Bad thing to do. Don't do that. (laughs) No. Uh, Yes, that is true. Being an agent who has worked in three different firms, I think that I've gotten to know quite a bit of agents and hear stories Mm -hmm. of things that have happened to all of us. Whether you're an experienced agent or a new agent, it doesn't matter. It has happened to all of us. I think that sometimes when someone is looking, I don't think that they intentionally mean to do harm, Mm -hmm. but... We've had situations where someone, an agent will go out in the pouring rain from Manhattan to Queens to show an apartment and get stood up. You know, the, the, the client does not show up. They don't call. It's happened to me as well. I remember on a Saturday on a weekend, I had confirmed an appointment the day before 
And I came from Long Island, which took me about an hour and a half to get to the city. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a long trip, early morning. So I got up very early to come to Manhattan. And my client did not show up, did not call. I confirmed the day before, so I expected her to be there. Mm -hmm. So after several tries and after several phone calls, finally, she called me back maybe two hours afterwards Mm -hmm. when I was very concerned about her welfare, whether she was okay or not. And she said, oh, I found an apartment uh, yesterday, got approved. So I just, I think that the main thing to remember is treat others as you expect to be treated yourself. It -hmm. just takes a minute to make a phone call and just say, hey, I found an apartment. Thank you so much for everything you've done. And we will wish you the best because we want you to be in a great place. But we just, it would be nice to be told in advance. I like that. As a renter, and because of the fact that sometimes a lot of our listeners are going to be coming to the city, making 20 appointments Mm -hmm. with different brokers, when you find your place, you're so stressed that you don't even think about the other 19. And I like the fact that you're sharing this story with us because it allows renters to learn the perspective of an agent, right? right? During my initial period as a real estate agent, I lived something very similar. Mm -hmm. I will never forget this. Her name is Lucia. (laughs) I will never She's forget listening. that name. I know she probably is. <laughs> but here's the deal. I booked an appointment. It was probably mid-November and it was pouring. There was like a thunderstorm. It was really bad weather. She confirmed the appointment. She told me that she needed an apartment ASAP. So she basically asked me to go the extra mile mm-hmm. and, and give that extra effort. Right. And as a professional, to- you're going to go because you're keeping your word. Yeah. And you're, no matter what, weather does not stop an agent if they're a true professional. Exactly. And you're going to show up and you expect your renter to be there as well. Yeah. Client. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting reciprocity mm-hmm. in terms of professionalism, mm-hmm. right? And I showed up. I was outside of the building. The building was a walk-up building, so it didn't have a lobby or anything like that. Mm. It was thunderstorm. I was with my umbrella, with my <laughs> huge jacket, hoping that she would arrive, you know, as soon as possible. And I started texting and calling her and, and there was no reply. Mm. And Lucia just vanished like a ghost. You know, yeah, I never heard from her. And right now it's so easy to laugh in (laughs) retrospect, right? But at that moment, believe me, my initial reaction was not laughter. It's also nice to be able to tell everyone and anyone who's listening to try to be considerate with who you're working with. Even if you just sent a message or a text or even an email confirming an appointment, if things change, please let agents know. Yeah, I think it's kind of like what everyone can relate to if they can't relate to the agent client scenario. Maybe everyone can relate to being stood up on a date. Hmm. Like imagine if you prepared yourself, let's say girls, you went out, you got your nails done, you got your hair done, and then you show up and the guy doesn't appear. Or vice versa. Same thing can happen to the guy, right? He goes out and buys a new outfit and he's really excited and pumped to see his you know, how his date's going to happen and it doesn't happen. So I think we can all understand that sort of disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually a very accurate comparison (laughs) because of the fact that when you're going out on a date, you prepare yourself for that, Right. right? Both mentally and physically. Which we have to do as as an agent. We have to prepare. We have to make phone calls to supers. We have to make phone calls to the managing agent or the the listing broker. A lot of phone calls have to happen in order to actually schedule appointments. So that leads me to something else, which is being timely. 
if someone does not show up on time, everything that was scheduled, you know, you have your 10 o'clock appointment, your 10.30, your 10.45, it all gets screwed up. And Mm. if you're 45 minutes late, we pretty much have to either wing it and show you up new apartments that we didn't have on the list, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Or we have to just reschedule everything. So it kind of just makes everything not work smoothly like it should have from the very beginning. Yeah, that's interesting. And you're making five, six, seven appointments. Mm-hmm. And if the client shows up late, that means that appointment number two, three, four, five, six, seven are going to be pushed. Right. And therefore, you have to either reschedule with their agents, with every single one of them, or let them know you're running late. Some of them might have issues with that. Some of them might say, okay. But I think that to your point, it is crucial for the client to be on time. Absolutely. Definitely. And imagine if you have to reschedule everything that you've done before, because they have appointments as well. You know, the listing agent also has perhaps an open house or something else. They might be able to accommodate you, but they might not. So you're just kind of hurting yourself if you don't show up. Yeah. We try to use our time in the most efficient way possible. Mm -hmm. Right. And oftentimes as a client or as an international or somebody who's just coming into New York for the first time, you don't think about that. Right. I, I don't think most people do think about it. I think they don't realize the effort and the amount of time it takes to coordinate all of that. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> and that's also something that's very important along with that is just realize that when you're doing your search in the city, all the effort that goes along with all the work that your agent is doing for you and how they are earning also their commissions, which I'm sure everyone knows that you know, they're pretty high in the city, you know, it's yeah. a 15% commission, which some people might, might not be used to. Just realize that your agent is also primarily doing all of this work, not being paid at all. So Shirley, I actually had another question that I wanted to bring up. The Million Dollar Listing Show. Yes. Which I'm a big fan of, by the way. I I'm love the show. I'm a big fan as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a great show. And I love the way that they showcase how luxurious the life of a successful real estate agent can be. But I wanted to touch on that because I find that it's very interesting that people that are not in the industry can have a perception of an average real estate agent being similar to the one portrayed on the show. Right. What are your thoughts on that? All right. Um, I think that the life that they demonstrate is very glamorous. And yes, and absolutely is. Perhaps once you've been an established agent, maybe for 10 years, you don't see the struggles that they've gone through in the journey that they've taken. So when you're brand new to the industry, it's quite different. They work very hard, long hours. Sometimes I've seen agents working in the office till 10 o'clock at night, showing apartments on the weekends. When normally people work nine to five, agents are working Saturdays and Sundays, showing apartments. They are previewing apartments. They are learning the market. And this whole entire time, they're working pretty much for free until they close a deal. So they're putting a lot of effort. And there are many times when you show 10 apartments to a client and they end up maybe going with someone else who showed them one apartment and just Mm. turned the key. Mm. So I think it's important for the the renters to realize that if you've made someone work very hard for you, just stick with them if they're doing a good job, because they will eventually find it for you if you guide them. And uh, unless someone obviously is not doing a good job, then definitely move on. But I think it's important to show a little Mm -hmm. patience as well with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that you said that. You're absolutely right. I think that most people don't realize that the average real estate agent is not living as glamorous a life as the million dollar listings real estate agent, right? 
Correct. So Shirley, I'm very grateful that you were with us today here. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. 